When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hey YA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main Hey YA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast, either as a book club discussion with a beloved YA author or a look at two excellent backlist YA books for your TBR. I'm Jen Northington, filling in for Eric Smith on July 13th, and I'm usually on the Get Booked and SFF Yeah podcasts, and I'm super excited to be here today to gush at you about two excellent books from YA Backlist that are at least a year old and that I am currently super excited about for various reasons. But before I get into my picks, let's do our sponsor, which is The Extraordinaries by T.J. Klune from Tor Teen. This is T.J. Klune's YA debut, and it's a queer coming-of-age story about a fanboy with ADHD and the heroes he loves. It's a perfect read for fans of Rainbow Rell's Fangirl and Marissa Meyer's Renegades. Nick Bell is not extraordinary. But being the most popular fanfiction writer in the Extraordinaries fandom is a superpower, right? And after a chance encounter with Shadowstar, Nova City's mightiest hero and Nick's biggest crush, Nick sends out to make himself extraordinary. And he'll do it with or without the reluctant help of Seth Gray, Nick's best friend, and maybe the love of his life. This combines a fresh voice with a contemporary coming-of-age queer story that has fun speculative elements like Adam Silvera's Infinity Sun, Rainbow Rowell's Carry On, and David Levithan's Every Day. And this is an indie next pick. It's one of Goodreads' most anticipated YA novels of 2020. Lots of buzz about it. I've read some of TJ Klune's books and really enjoyed them. So this is definitely one you're going to want to keep an eye out for. And The Extraordinaries is available now wherever books are sold. So again, that's The Extraordinaries by TJ Klune from Tor Teen. All right, let's talk about some books. I was so excited to see that Avatar The Last Airbender is now available on Netflix, which, if you have not already watched it, can I just recommend it to you as a cartoon that is ostensibly for children, and children should definitely watch it. It's fantastic. But it's also got so much heart, and it's so smart in its storytelling, and the fantasy elements are so amazing. I just... Cannot say enough good things about Avatar The Last Airbender. And if you're looking for something to marathon because you need a distraction from the world around us, I can't imagine why, uh, you should definitely give yourself that treat because it really is a treat. And if you weren't aware, there are now novels, as well as like graphic novels and all kinds of other things, from the Avatar The Last Airbender universe. And the first book in the Kiyoshi series, The Rise of Kiyoshi by F.C. Yi, came out last summer. And it is 
So great. You may know F.C. Yee's name from The Epic Crush of Jeannie Lowe. I do believe that book has gotten talked about on this show. And Yee got picked to write about Kiyoshi, who is an avatar from the past of the main storyline that the cartoon follows. And I honestly was just excited because I'm always looking for more Avatar content. I wasn't like specifically a Kiyoshi fangirl, but let me tell you that after reading this book, I am absolutely a Kiyoshi fangirl. She is an earthbender, which means that she has the power to manipulate earth and earth-based things. She also, we know this, was an avatar, which means that she was born with the ability to bend all four elements. But when the story opens, she is not the acknowledged avatar. There's actually a different one. And she is a servant in the other avatar's household. She's grown up with him. There's like a little really lovely friend group. And you find out like why it is that she's not acknowledged. And he is. And what that is like for both of them. And this story really digs into the pressure to perform when the weight of the world is sitting on your shoulders and you're just a kid. What is that like? And it's also about people underestimating you or telling you who you are when they don't actually know. They're just, you know, for whatever reasons, maybe your birth, maybe your history, maybe your class. They have a certain narrative about you and fighting back against that narrative. It's really wonderful. There's also a bunch of thieves that come into the place. There's all kinds of hijinks. Um, it does have some really serious notes. Kiyoshi has experienced a lot of bullying and other things in her life. And I will tell you, there's some like some horror elements. There's some really kind of disturbing spirit monster situation. There is a female-female love story. This book has so much going on. And one reason that it's particularly relevant to our lives right now, aside from the fact that you can finally watch Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix, is that the second book comes out later this month. So if you are not already on this train, now is the perfect time to get on. It is just like, I think you'll enjoy it. And whether or not you've seen the cartoon, if you like fantasy stories, if you like action and adventure, and you like found family stories, I think you'll dig this anyway. The world building is all pretty clear in the book. So you could totally read your way into the Avatar universe using this book. So again, that is The Rise of Kiyoshi by FCE with Michael Dante DiMartino, creator of the cartoon. Highly, highly recommend. The second book is called The Shadow of Kiyoshi, and that comes out, like I said, later this month in July. Very excited for that. All right, so the next book I'm excited about is one I actually just read, but it's been out for a few years. It is Mask of Shadows by Lindsay Miller, which is the first in a two-book series, the sequel of which, Ruin of Stars, is already out. So if you, like me, blaze your way through this one, the second one is there and waiting for you. This is another fantasy, and it stars a gender-fluid thief. I love a thief. Can you tell that I love a thief? I do love a fantasy thief. Salat is, goes by Sal, and Sal is gender-fluid and lives in a like very sort of medieval-ish inspired fantasy world. There has been magic, but magic has been suppressed to end a horrible war and also to like take these grisly 
people-eating monsters out of the world. The only way was to drain all of the magic from the land. So the current queen has done that and united the warring factions. But Sal is from an area that was just devastated by these magical monsters. They were the only ones from their family to survive. As far as they know, they are literally the only ones from their country to survive. And they have been just like scraping out a living ever since. And they find out that there is a competition to become the queen's new assassin. And they're like, awesome, because there are so many people I want to kill who these nobles who were responsible for the devastation of my land and my people. And like, what a better way to find out exactly who and where they're at than to infiltrate the court and maybe even get ordered to kill them like that would be a bonus. And so Sal decides to audition for this gig along with a bunch of other people and finds out that, like, they literally have to kill the other auditioners in order to make it to the end of this, you know, audition, scare quotes. Um, and Sal is, is a great character because, you know, they care so much about their friends and, you know, one of the supporting characters, Maud, who is attached to Sal while they're auditioning, is a servant and like their bond is amazing. But Sal also is very practical and is like, well, we all signed up to potentially die in this process. So I'm not going to feel bad about killing my competition. They're going to try to kill me. I'm going to try to kill them. This is complicated, of course, by court politics and a plot that I will not give you details about because spoilers. And Sal has PTSD from their experience as a child with these magical monsters that does inform various moments in the plot. And it's like pretty intense. So, you know, just heads up for that. I also love how Sal's gender fluidity is treated in the book. And I've read some reviews by the non-binary gender fluid community that have also said, you know, this is solid representation. Sal goes by whatever pronouns they're presenting as as the moment. So, you know, sometimes Sal is she, sometimes Sal is he, sometimes Sal is they. And for the most part, like the other people in this world either ask or get it. There are, of course, some people who act either out of ignorance or because they're just jerks. And Sal has to deal with those. But Sal is very supported by most of the people in their life, which is just it's just so matter of fact. And like their gender fluidity is never a plot point in terms of the overarching plot. Like their gender fluidity is not the struggle. It is occasionally a struggle, but it is not the struggle. And it is just woven into the story as very matter of factly. And I super appreciated that. Um, and it was really cool to see Sal just kick butt in all of these different ways, even though, you know, they don't have necessarily some of the training that the other auditioners do. And, oh, man, their feelings of like and their search for revenge will really get you in the gut. And the book does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. But like I said, book two is out already, so you don't have to wait too long. I just got a copy from my library on Hoopla, so I'm very excited to dive into that and find out what is next for Sal. And yeah, I just think that if you are looking for more queer representation, oh, I also forgot there's a there's a great queer love interest in here. You you don't get like, you know, again, cliffhangers, but oh, there's a good there's a good love story in here, too. So if you're looking for that kind of representation, you're looking for action-adventure, you like an assassin thief as much as I do, there's so many reasons to pick up this book. The magic is also super interesting, like this magical system I love. I haven't seen anything quite like it before. 
Oh, and a weird side note is that, as you might guess from the title, Mask of Shadows, they're wearing masks a lot because their identities, like, need to be on the down low. And Sal actually talks about, like, what it's like to run in a mask or, like, how hard it is to eat. And in our COVID-19 world, I felt so seen, even though this book was written years ago and it has actually nothing to do with, like, you know, disease prevention. But it just was really sort of a cool experience to read a character on page struggling with a mask in ways that are not actually the way I'm struggling with it. But it was just I felt seen is what I'm saying. And you might feel that way, too. So again, that is Mask of Shadows by Lindsay Miller. The second book, Ruin of Stars, like I said, is already out. So have fun diving in. I hope that uh, these books provide you with some entertainment, some great news stories for you, and that you get some good TV watching out of it as well, in the case of Avatar. Thank you so much to today's sponsors for making the show possible. Thank you to the regular hosts, Kelly and Eric, for letting me gush at y'all about some books. Uh, You can find me generally on the Get Booked podcast and the SFF Yeah podcast. Uh, Get Booked is our recommendation show, and SFF Yeah is all about science fiction and fantasy, as you might have guessed. And uh, Eric and Kelly will see you again on the main podcast next week. And until then, happy reading. Happy reading.